1: This is Everything Elite, the world's best podcast devoted exclusively to All Elite Wrestling and the Elite Extended Universe. I'm Aaron, joined as always by my good friend, Mike Spears. What's up, Mike? Hey, y'all. It's your old
2: pal. I'm Mike Spears. I'm doing pretty well. It's been a busy week for me and a week and a half for me, but I'm glad to be sitting here with my bros
1: talking about
2: All Elite Wrestling Dynamite Colon Homecoming And, yeah, how are you doing, AB? I'm
1: good. I enjoyed the show Live from AEW's Coral Hall I thought uh, That was fun, so I was excited That they're back, you know Uh, We're also joined, of course By Nate, aka Epidesis What's up, Nate? It's me. I'm here. I
3: had to check uh, Because Mike said he's doing pretty good So I went to verify that And The mental health meter on the whiteboard, still there after all this time, is indeed filled all the way to the top. So he is true to his word. Always good to see. Uh, Hadn't checked on that in a while, but he has apparently been keeping it up.
2: Yes, I've been keeping it up. That's it. I've been keeping the thing on my whiteboard up (laughs) when I've had the same things from our uh, planning session for the Rampage show up there for at least a solid month and a half now, if you can see.
1: Okay, but I mean can but can you confirm that the mental health meter is uh is correct at this point in time? Oh. Nope. Nope he's changing oh, it. He's making a change. I can't see Gotta that far away that though. though. Change <laughs> he erase, he race so to change him. I am turn and face the strange.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to change it from the highest rating, which is great. Down to the second highest rating, which is six. <laughs>
3: okay. I feel like I, I, feel like I catalyzed this decrease in your mental health.
2: Now. <laughs> no, no, six is great. I mean, it's not great, but uh, no, you know, yeah, you
3: you just said it. Was I mean, it's less, less <laughs> than great. Mike. Come on, man, it's
1: less than great, but it's very good. Like I said, I'm doing pretty good. Right. I'll tell you, what, I'm doing pretty good. I actually, booked my uh, my hotels for all out today. So I'm actually, I actually found a place to stay.
3: Also great. Happy to hear it. Always, um, again, we had this conversation the other week, but always a little relieved when uh, people come into my area and get hotels, so I don't have to be like, hmm, I wonder if I should invite them to stay with me. That would probably be the polite thing to do, (laughs) but I'm very, you know, uh, I have to defend my turf here. I'm very protective of my home space.
2: No, Uh, I I think that's entirely justified. You should know, Nate, that I've also booked my housing arrangements, so... At least on a show standpoint, you're good to go, buddy.
3: Beautiful. I don't have to clean up at all. Aaron is frozen, I think. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> oh, we got a vamp. Oh, he sent us a message to vamp. Um, right. Let's so, see, what's the vamp about? Did, did so- you buy the new Ariana Grande skin in Fortnite, Mike?
2: No, I I mean, you know, I am such a Fortnite player, you know, I mean, I'm excited about the concert series that's coming up. Of course, first, the first concert was Marshmello. Now, I think Ariana Grande's skin is in promoting the uh, upcoming concert that she's having in the Fortnite because, you know, Fortnite's more right
3: on top of this, actually. Yeah, it's all correct.
2: Yeah, Fortnite's more than a game now. I mean, it is now (laughs) a live service, which is a thing that's happening now.
3: It's approaching a metaverse. This is the new buzzword that um, all the, all the VC, all the, no, all the developers are selling Mark VCs on is the idea of a metaverse.
2: Yeah. And you you know, I I, I discovered a few months ago that there is such thing called Roblox and I don't want to know anything else about it because it just seems like that that's just going to make me real sad and I'll be going down from a sixth and not good.
3: It seems like a cousin. I also don't know really what it is at all, except uh, I do remember a long time ago uh, finding that someone had created a Sammy Callahan skin in Roblox and made that available for download, (laughs) which was very funny to me. Um, Of course, of course. It it seems like like an uglier cousin of Fortnite, but also like some kind of Minecraft voxel blocks thing happening simultaneously.
1: Fortnite's still like a super popular game is that is that fair
3: or no uh, absolutely so yeah i mean i think it's less in the zeitgeist but i think in terms of you know population i think i it's saw probably kid bigger than kid wearing a fortnite shirt uh, the day
2: i was like oh people are still doing fortnite oh oh for sure uh the esports side of fortnite completely fell through that was a hundred million dollars that epic gaming is never getting back but the rest of it is doing great
3: they're doing fine. They bought a they bought a small town now. Oh, that's so. right. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe in one of the Carolinas.
2: Oh, it's, a, it's oh, outside of Raleigh. And, and, yeah. And
3: Tony gunn has got a piece of that. So it's even AEW wow. related.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they bought an entire. It's either a former like dilapidated mall or a super church that maybe has been in yeah. said mall <laughs> and they're making it to a new campus.
3: It is. It is a uh, mall. Like an abandoned mall, one of the one of our many abandoned malls. Um, but yeah, they're gonna, I guess, refurb it. they you know, th- I think probably super churches and CrossFit gyms have bought up like, you know, seventy to eighty percent of all the distressed properties in America. So I'm sure there was a super church in there and a CrossFit gym at some
1: point. Uh, if you want to know more about our progress toward buying a small town, you can follow us on Twitter at EverythingAEW. I'm at Aaron, like the car. Nate is at Epitasis. Mike is at FujiHeya. Subscribe to the podcast. You just search Everything Elite. Whatever app you use, hit subscribe. You get these, a- these apps, these episodes as soon as they come out. And I think it helps us too. Give us a five-star rating and review if you use the Apple Podcast app. And if you actually want to help us buy a town, head over to patreon.com slash everythingelite and subscribe. That's what we would do if our Patreon just blew up. Uh, We would buy a town, I think, for sure.
3: Mm, (laughs) I would probably let you guys buy me out, uh, because that sounds like a lot of work. Okay, that's fair.
1: Yeah, um, And and responsibility, really.
2: And then, Aaron, you would buy me (sighs) out, so actually you'd be paying me for half of it after we jointly pay uh, Nate for 16.5%. So you'll have all of it to build okay. your crazy town. I'm going up in the how mountains. Did, how did in Nate
1: get downgraded?
3: Yeah, I think no. Nate no owns I had a, a third, third. Of it, and then you both Six. you both <laughs> bought you both well, bought the third oh, from me. You're saying we right.
1: we independently we both bought sixteen and a half percent. Oh, right. I yeah. Understand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he did, was, he did that fast. That was there was no quick. way I was
3: going to define that 33 that Then I was Y'all, trying to add
1: uh, it together before realizing it would just be 15.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, uh, I'm real dumb, but I could do some math mm. really quick in my head. Which, I mean, technically, it would have been 16.67666 six, six, repeating 7 that we'd sure. buying from a But I said 16.5 just because... I don't want to work out. I hope sense. we
1: never have to do that. I hope this Patreon never gets successful enough that we have to do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, as usual, we're going to start off the show with Elite or Delete. Nate, I believe I saw in a DM that you have you really enjoyed the show this week, so... Uh, I'm interested to hear about that. So hit us with what was your favorite part of the show this week?
3: I did. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, You know, some of it is just expectations management. Uh, As you guys described it on late, this was kind of a hangover show. uh, And I kind of respected that they didn't. Obviously, they put on, you know, one big marquee match as the main event. But other than that, it kind of felt like a, you know, not not a marquee cart up and down the whole show. Like, you know, some of their dynamites are. Uh, and, you know, doing that in Jacksonville, you know, when you're coming off a hot streak of shows, you know, maybe the savvy thing to do. So my expectations weren't like, oh, you know, this is going to be a blow away show. They're going to kill it up and down the card. It was just like, OK, I, you know, I'm going to see what they're up to. And I enjoyed mostly everything, I think. Um, I will say my elite pick. Was not anticipating this at all to be my elite pick was the six man tag match between. John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, Darby Allen versus the team of 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. I think there was a lot to like in this match. First of all, it just had like the fun, old school wrestling feeling that you only get every once in a while when like all your baby faces team up. It's like the, the old Survivor Series feeling almost when you get all the baby faces on the same side. The one time a year, you know, these guys are never interacting otherwise. And you just got, you know, Moxley and Darby and Eddie all there in each other's corner doing tags and and tagging each other in to hit their finish and getting the crowd fired up for each other. And it just had a really good energy, especially because he had a, a pretty hot crowd throughout the show here. Uh, and then I was very, I don't think that I have. <laughs> um, I know he's been on dark. I don't know that I've ever seen an actual full Garcia match. Uh, I know. 2.0, a.k.a. 3.0, a.k.a. ever has been around forever. Uh, I know uh, Wickaface might be mad about this. I don't think I've ever seen them in my life. Uh, I've never seen a Chikara show in my life. Uh, but those guys really impressed me. They came out and they were like, we are on the big stage. Uh, I had a friend point out that this they are maybe the first NXT act that was on NXT during the Wednesday Night Wars to jump ship to the other program. I think that's maybe true of them. Uh, and they were like, we're going to fucking show what we can do in this match, even though we're not going to get a ton of shine. We're not going to get to do all of our signature shit, get our shit in. Uh, but we're going to make every little, you know, moment and every little cell. And when we go in there and start doing the in-ring dialogue, I'm going to fucking project and scream from the bottom of my chest so the people in the back rows at Daly's Place hear me. That was all great. Daniel Garcia, who I haven't really seen, uh, has... You know, uh, a sort of intensity and uh, energy and urgency to the stuff he does in the ring that you don't see from the other guys, you know, in his on his level in the indies. Like there's one point in this match where he just like uh, flees or exits the ring to get away from, I don't know, Moxley or something. And even that was like, oh, he did that with way more energy and intensity than most guys do laying their offense in. Uh, So I was impressed with him. And you just got fucking really fun, cool spots, you know, Sting outside with one of the Ever-Rise guys, like, and the guy's marking out for him and fucking Darby sends his whole body into the top of his head. That was tremendous. Uh, so this was like the peak of the show to me. I was like, that was really fucking fun. What a novel concept. You have a short match where the baby faces look great. They dominate the other team for the most part. And yet you enjoy it. And you're there for every minute.
2: As someone who's seen a lot of 2.0, 3.0 Everise matches, Nate, you got the Everise experience. Like this is what they do. Like that they aren't—they're decent enough wrestling-wise, but like you brought them in there really to, you know, project and be characters and just be buffoons. And they played their role exactly. Though it is going to be a really funny thing—the fact that they are the first real jump, I guess—is going to be like an interesting. Like trivia note down the line, the 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 thing that like kind of got me about this that I thought was really kind of cool about this match was that Daniel Garcia is someone that just is kind of out of his time and place. Like his time and place would have been, uh, Aaron, it would have been Grapple Fuck Evolve. Like he has the look for it, he has the intensity for it, a lot of his like skill and a lot of the way he wrestles in the ring. Is very, would would equip himself very well for like that Gulak, Biff, Thatcher era of Evolve, but he also showed a, a level of character and awareness that I feel like really translated really well, whereas if you take a lot of those people that were prominent in that era of Evolve, I don't think that they'd be like, all right, this is like a house show kind of match the here that we are just going to get in, get out. Eddie Kingston was awesome in this. Eddie just like... De- selling his knee doing like a desperation zagiri, and then selling the knee again just really awesome stuff and then i mean daniel garcia took like the nastiest looking paradigm shift at the end of the match bleeding into the finish it was sick as hell
3: i got i i think he probably has too much intensity for grapple fuck evolve he, he's too mad he i it, you know the the grapple fuck evolve was like I don't know, more uh like exhibitiony than uh just having that sort of like, oh, I, you know, we're I'm in a fucking fight right now.
1: Uh Daniel Garcia also my first time seeing him just extremely looked like um a white rapper from southern Ohio who like smoked outside your high school, you know, <laughs> like Oh, I yeah. don't know. That's just oh, kind yeah. of the vibe he gave me. Uh but he was cool. He like I think also what you're going for Nate is maybe that he had too much charisma to be in the evolved grapple fuck era. He actually seemed to have some personality, which was nice. Uh, I thought he was cool. I honestly, I expected to think uh, the 2.0 guys were lame and I thought they were cool. They were fun. This whole thing was it rocked. No, unless I zoned out, nobody talked about the Darby spot. Did I miss that? Fuck.
3: No, I did. Yeah, I did. That yeah, was cool. Uh,
1: that looked great. That was exciting. <laughs> yeah, everything about this was cool. They should do, they should do more trios matches. Want to be clear? I am not advocating for the trios titles. I don't think that's necessary. But I do think if you're gonna have these matches that really don't mean a lot, but you got crowds, you might as well put three babyfaces together and have a, a, a good time.
3: You just get more when you have. You know elements like that that don't aren't in a feud or whatever and don't otherwise mix. Like we don't see Moxley and Darby interact ever since like their one match, you know, back pre-pandemic. Um, and I think it just probably makes the crowd more fond and more invested in both of them. Just be like, hey, fucking, there's Moxley and Darby. They're together. They're having a good time. They're uh, you know flowing and working together. And it's just you go, hey, I like those guys. Now I like them more. Uh, it's kind of just a simple thing to uh, make it a little more dynamic
1: with your character work. Yeah, it's cool to just see baby faces hanging out with each other. I like that. Okay, Mike, it's your turn. I know you know a lot of weeks you'd be picking the the big fun trios match, so I'm interested to see where you go. <laughs> so, i I think for me, the
2: thing that I came away with, like the most impressed with was the TNT title match, Miro versus Lee Johnson. I thought that this was such a well-done and cool match. Like, Miro doing little things in this match is something that, you know, you don't get to see very often, at least in North American professional wrestling. Like, the idea of just shrugging off dropkicks and, like, instead of going down, he takes a knee and tries to collect himself because he is that much of a badass. He is that much of a tank that, like, all these things don't really affect him and the fact that he just at eventually at one point just decided that okay this was over and just destroyed it. and then afterwards was like hugging lee and if you like read his lips he was like i forgive you i forgive you you did good and just like the most condescending way was just tremendous stuff and lee johnson is a real success story i would say of the daily's place era of all your wrestling just the way that he really came aboard and then like got a contract through all of this and then to an extent that he got a TNT title match and I thought that he was really awesome in this and I like the way that they kind of worked like Lee's like hope that he had in this match like there this was a match that had everyone knew what the finish was going to be everyone knew that this would not be a long match but the way that they kind of drew out and let Lee keep on saying it. And then Lee got the offense where he did Tope Suicida, Tope Suicida, Tope Conjolo, where he did a splash, where he like he got like the very near three count. And I don't know if it's something where like I mean, I was not invested enough to thinking that he had a chance of winning this belt. But I was, but the crowd at, at some points seemed like they were, and that added so much to it, and it just was overall just an overwhelming success of a title match. And Miro is the most interesting champion I would say in North America wrestling right now and I'm excited to see where the, where the road takes him next because this was kind of like a checklist defense like alright I got defense done on Dynamite now what am I doing next I'm kind of excited to see as we start approaching all out where he goes from here
3: yeah uh, so yeah this, this match totally worked totally accomplished what they said I had to do uh, Miro is obviously great I do. I really like his his new music that they've added with the horns. It just gives them a different energy than everybody else has. Nobody else has that sort of. I don't. Know, it's like a it's like an old school fanfare, but it's got his whatever Bulgarian flair to it. That all works for him. So with the caveat that this all totally worked and was successful, I'm going to nitpick it. Um, I don't. I just think that. They gave Lee Johnson too much. It went too long, and Lee Johnson got too much of a hope spot in there. I just want to see – I said this the last time they did a Miro title match on television. I just want to see Miro kill these guys, especially Lee Johnson, who has not won on Dynamite at all ever since the one his the one match on Dynamite where he got his first win, and then, like, you know, the Nightmare Family congratulated him or whatever, and QT was mad. That's That's the only time I can remember – Lee Johnson winning on this television show uh, and now he's has a title shot and um, is, you know, there's like a whole additional quarter to this match that didn't need to be there where he gets a bunch of offense and on Miro and granted Miro does a great job selling. Like you said, where, you know, it looks like he's uh, for the most part, just toughing through all of that offense, but, you know, eventually has to, has to show some of it. Um, but, you know, like a lot of matches in the promotion, it was like, four minutes too long. Miro should have just killed them four minutes earlier and then you can find a little time for something else. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's kind of the tension of <laughs> how rarely so many people are on Dynamite in this promotion uh, that I haven't seen. You know, I know Lee Johnson has been getting wins on Dark and on ele- Elevation and all these things, but I don't watch them, so I don't see them. So I don't know why I should take this guy as legitimate now. Um, I was reminded of the really good Lance Archer versus Colt Cabana match from the TNT tournament where Lance Archer pretty much dominated and just beat him out right but like Colt got in like an appropriate amount of offense and just a really well-worked television match where one guy outclasses the other but you know the, the 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 underneath guy is just given just enough to like maintain respect um and I was like man that was a that was a kind of a better version of this match um and then I was like hmm when was last time Colt Cabana, a really good professional wrestler, wrestled on TV? So I did look it up. He hasn't been on Dynamite since January. We're now in August. Um, that, that You know, I, I guess I got to go to AAW to see Colt Cabana wrestle. So that's fine.
1: I basically agree with both of you in, in different ways. Like on one hand, yes, in the context of the promotion and everything. Lee Johnson definitely got too much, and, and Miro, if he has to wrestle Lee Johnson, he should murder him. On the other hand, out of context, I really enjoyed the match. I thought it was a fun way of putting the match together and uh, not something that we get a lot of on AEW, I don't think, with this type of uh, layout of a match. So I enjoyed that. They kind of sold to you that Lee Johnson was going to get killed and then let him have uh, some nice hope spots. But, but Miro kind of... In a lot of ways, no-selling his Hope Spots or a lot of his Hope Spots. So I thought that was fun. So overall, I liked the match. I'm just, yeah, not sure it should have happened, basically.
2: I mean, a lot of the matches in this promotion, sometimes you kind of wonder why it's happening. Sure. So I, I I guess, like, for me, like, I, I've just kind of couched the idea that in this promotion it's going to go a little longer than i expected and i kind of i don't want to say adjusted to a curve but i kind of have adjusted to a curve on this and i just kind of expect that so i didn't i i totally understand like how miro was selling at the beginning of the match. this should not have come off at like at all that lee johnson was there but at least for how it was working in that regard i felt like that they built up to lee johnson lee johnson's Offense actually working in a logical manner. So it didn't bother me as much. Will it help? Will, was it necessary? No. Will it hurt Miro? Probably not in the long run. But I totally understand where Nate's coming from with that. Yeah.
3: Again, mine's with the caveat that the match did work and totally accomplished what they meant to do. But just my own, my own regular nitpicks about, you know, the length of these matches and a lot of stuff.
1: Well, I'm going to take the easy one, guys. Uh, Malachi Black fucking rocked on this show. <laughs> I think we were all pretty skeptical of him. I know a lot of people were skeptical of him. Uh, The music hit, the guy walked out, and I was like, no, this guy, uh," it felt like a fucking star, man. He came out, it was like, this guy rocks. The crowd was into him. He did his little crisscross applesauce gimmick, and it was fun. And then he came out and just had great presence, kicked the shit out of Cody, uh, gave him the Ultimate Warrior uh, WrestleMania 7 pinfall that uh, rocked in a lot of ways uh i'm stopping every nice thing i'm saying you know when the bell rang uh for sure yeah the last bell rang uh but malachi black was great and if he just kind of is like uh i think um god what's uh, what's their fucking name somebody did this tweet so i'm stealing this tweet but if he's just goth steve blackman then he rocks and you know if he doesn't make it too spooky (laughs) then uh, I think it's going to be a great time with Malachi Black and AEW.
3: I feel like it's, I mean, nothing is Steve Blackman. Steve Blackman was pretty cool. Yeah, I think you can maybe set higher sights than that. I mean, Steve Black was like an underneath job guy. And like you said, Malachi Black came out here, huge reception, and the whole production of his entrance uh, is, is really strong. He does come off like a star. Um, I will maybe do a delete for his, his shorts, his shorts, just don't, don't seem, I don't know. Oh, I don't, I, I, I like the idea of the MMA shorts, but they're just like a little too velvety or like flowy or something. Uh, so I don't know, maybe just tighten those up, I guess. Um, but Hey, I always said, if this guy just fucking does his cool kicks, um, that's really all you need to do to make me happy. Uh, and he did cool kicks and Cody took big bumps for him. Uh, and Cody, you know, died to him in in five minutes, Uh, so that's, that's a pretty, uh, sound formula for making the new guy come off like a star. Uh, everything after the bell was good. Um, and there was one other point that I had, uh, Oh, why is he still doing the eye makeup? Does that, does that enhance him at all to have obvious makeup on his face? It's, I just look at it and I go, it's lore. It's It's lore. lore.
1: He's selling the story for big match buddy. You kidding me?
3: That's stupid um but it's just it's just so clearly makeup like you look at it and you go man i you know we have high definition cameras i i see i can see the outline of your fake contact in your eye (laughs) like it's i don't know that that one thing they can fix and this would be even better but it did work excellently uh and he came off like a big star and i mean they they introduced and established this guy way better than they have with a lot of other people that they've introduced.
2: I will defend the shorts. Those are K one kickboxing shorts, and they're supposed to be a little bit more flowy because they're supposed to allow for better movement of the legs. I mean, you guys show off the gams, Nate. Okay, that...
3: hey, hey, sounds legit. Um, so I will keep that in mind next time I see them. But yeah, they they I don't know they look kind of velvety or something.
2: Oh oh oh, they looked like his fun time boxers you know the the, the the those are his fun time boxers
3: it's like yeah like, like naito used to, or probably still does who knows naito had those little shorts that were like eh, it looks like you do probably wear those to sleep in also so it doesn't really <laughs> project uh you know tough athlete
2: yeah uh the, the thing that got me about this match was just how just concentrated it has felt about Malachi Black between Road 2 yesterday and all this, that they've concentrated the character, they've kind of distilled it down, that they still let it be like the right amount of spooky, I guess. But like, as soon as, like Nate, as you said, as soon as he got like out there, like, yeah, he looks like an absolute pervert out there coming out there with a jackalope mask on. But then he, the match happens and he just kicks heads, goes for ankle picks, goes for knee bars, and just looks like an absolute badass. No, this was absolutely successful. Uh, it will be interesting to see, unlike last time, how long that we go between seeing Cody Rhodes now. It does seem like that Cody, between the various shows, having a newborn daughter, it does seem like this is something that's... I think this is actually really kind of smart, the way that they kind of built it. Up. Yes, it was a little bit... Uh, you, we're getting a little Douglas Sirk with the melodrama towards the end with it, but then... Then Malachi killed him with the short crutch and just, like, looked like a badass. So I, I even after the bell, even though we had, like, the histronics, I felt like it was all very successful. And, I mean, look, w- when Malachi Black came out here, he came out and was received as a star. When the match happened, when all of his big spots, star. Afterwards, like, the, the standing pinfall, absolute star. And then standing tall over Cody, busting a a small, uh, a... a small crutch on him i felt like he like like a megastar so unqualified success and it's now kind of made malachi black now into one of the more interesting people in the promotion because where does he go from here because he's just completely wrecked the ace of the company and it's something where it's like are the nightmare family going to come after him like are we going to get like brock anderson versus malachi black and brock anderson's going to get his head kicked off too like is this why Fuego is now a member of the Nightmare Family? So he could take sick bumps, and he's going to die too. So I, I'm really excited to see where this can go. And I feel like that this match was an unqualified success, and getting it me to this point.
3: Yeah was the was the post bell stuff going to be your delete, Aaron, or do you want to talk about it now?
1: It wasn't going to be my delete, but you know, I'd like to keep it. I was trying to keep some positivity in this portion okay. of the show. Well, I'll
3: be positive. I about like it. the post match. I thought stuff. it was tremendous. I thought it was great. Uh, you know. We know Cody's going to do the Go Big Show too, and he's got a baby, and so on and so forth. Um, so you know he yes he he escalated the the stakes from what he did last time when he did this with Brody Lee. He's like, well, not only am I you know leaving and and going out on a crutch now, I'm also teasing that I'm retiring. Just great goofy pro wrestling escalation of stakes, um, and. He sold it. He, he he sold it very well. He's doing like the off mic, like ah, kind of uh, sounds about the pain he's in. That all landed for me huge. Uh, he he takes a little he takes a little nugget of truth and to pop all the Trevors out there uh, and it's like oh you know we had EVP infighting, but because you know I'm here at the end of my run, I got to tell those guys that I love them deeply. So just that little curdle of truth that makes you wonder if he's being honest about everything else. Um, and, you know, right at the moment where you think, man, uh, you know, this, this is a, this is working. This feels like unvarnished Cody. This feels like the Cody that people connect to, and the Cody that people want. Uh, but, you know, Malachi Black just killed this guy and then just left unceremoniously and is not on the screen anymore. Uh, and that's something to, to mull over. And right when you're thinking that, Malachi comes back in and blasts the guy. Got a big laugh from me. Um, so I thought it was, I thought it was pretty great. Uh, but Mike was talking on late today about how Cody has the biggest variance between the good shit that he does and the bad shit that he does of maybe anyone in pro wrestling, which I think is exactly right. Cause every once in a while, Cody will be just absolutely fucking transcendent, uh, like the Dustin match or the cage match with Wardlow. And, and that's what he was going for here. That promo after the cage match with Wardlow, where he was crying about his dad in Atlanta He's tr- he tried to recreate that here. He got like most of the way there, uh, and but then gave you the swerve and had Malachi just kill him again. So this was in the in the it, firmly in the good shit from Cody camp from me.
1: I like to keep this part of the show positive, so I will bury it later in the show. How about that? So it's also a tease. How's that? All right. Okay. Our listener elite of the week from listener Ky, who says uh, the elite pick is. The top rope walls and Judas effect in the uh, in the Chris Jericho versus Juventud Guerrero match, of course, have to agree. Uh, thought the walls was going to be the finish and it was going to be the funniest shit that has maybe ever happened on Dynamite. Uh, but the top rope Judas effect was legit sick. It rocked.
2: Just a winning match like that was the we weird... just yeah, no, that match rolled.
1: Yes, the juice was loose. And if your pubes are loose, folks, you got to hang out with our friends at Manscaped. Uh, Head over to manscaped.com. Use the code THISIS. And, you know, we've been watching the Olympics. You've been betting on the Olympics. And uh, if the athlete treats their body like reality, why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold? Do right by your balls. Join the two million men who trust Manscaped. They've got the performance package. 4.0 it's got the lawnmower 4.0 it's got the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer it's got the crop preserver the crop reviver toner and two free gifts the boxer briefs and the shed travel bag let me tell you this about the manscaped boxer briefs i just bought some boxer briefs from a company that will go unnamed that's supposed to be fancy whatever the manscaped boxer briefs are better than these let me that's and that's a shoot folks that's a shoot <laughs> they really are so manscape bringing it uh across the uh the full package of products that they have here uh the lawnmower 4.0 of course is excellent with the advanced skin safe technology the 7,000 rpm motor the light that goes on and off when you need it uh but you also get the weed whacker so you can trim up your ear and nose hair you get the Crop Preserver deodorant that I can't stop going on about that I love and the Crop Reviver. But don't lose sight of the uh, the boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. You can get 20% off and free shipping. You just use the code THISIS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code THISIS at manscaped.com. Achieve pubic glory this year with Manscaped. All right. Let's talk about what we didn't like. I'm going to get rid of all those positive vibes from the beginning of the show. Uh, Nate, what what would you have deleted from this episode of Dynamite? Pretty sure I just did this two weeks ago uh,
3: where Mike put over the opening Chris Jericho labor as elite uh, and I deleted it. Uh, (laughs) uh, This first match, I thought Whovi came to play. Whovi, I mean, these guys were not on the same page, uh, but Whovi... Was there to do his best. He had the spots ready to go. He had the energy ready to go. He had the backspitting uh, gut kicks ready to go. Um, But the whole... I mean, don't get me wrong. This match was very funny and very fun. Uh, But I, I think the novelty of having Chris... I'm sorry. Yeah, Chris Jericho fight Nick Gage last week and the fact that they had... A whole bunch of plunder and gimmicks uh, kind of protected him a little bit. I I find Chris Echo pretty hard to watch in the ring at this point. Uh, He moves around. He he doesn't look smooth moving around. He doesn't, he can't fire up. There's a couple times in this match and those previous matches like where he's got to jump out of the corner and go cut off Hoovy with a shoulder block or whatever, and it just looks totally labored. And he's you know doing his little running push downs to the guy, uh, and it just doesn't feel like anything approaching athletic or legitimate. It just looks like you know one guy selling for the bigger star who can't move around very well anymore. Um, you know, it, it it's still working for these guys. Uh, Chris Jericho. <laughs> has been in Daly's place for more than a year straight, and has you know had storylines of varying success and matches of varying success, uh, but really seems to be on kind of a downward slope uh, in this last most recent uh, run of matches. Uh, but people still love him just as much or more than they ever did in this company. So I, I can't I can't fault what he's doing in that regard. But uh, yeah, these, these are not like hot spirited openers to, to get your show going. Cause he, if, if these dynamites were running after NBA games, like they occasionally do NBA Twitter would be murdering this guy. He would be fucking dead by way of roast. So that's my delete.
2: All that being said, Nate, your, your comments are valid. I feel like you're justified in what you're saying. This match was fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, just bizarre. Like, Huvitu Guerrera, the juice was loose. Just doing, like, trying to turn the clock back. Huvitu Guerrero, who's, like, only wrestled twice this year. Like, he does not wrestle a whole lot in Mexico. He runs, like, weird, like, tournaments instead. And Jericho, yeah, no. Like, expecting to, like, turn the clock back, like, this kind of match. You You know who the, and I've mentioned before, you know who Jericho would have looked okay in the ring with in this? Ultimo Dragon. Because Ultimo Dragon doesn't do anything he used to do. He would just like go hold, hold, and you'd do a log mod straw in eight minutes, and you get out of there. But no, this is just bizarre. And how is he going to do the Wardlow match next week without Wardlow looking like absolute shit? Well, yeah.
3: Yeah, and it, it's going to be tough to overbook, because they've said that the inner circle can't interfere. So, uh, and it's, you know, Jericho is not spry or nimble enough to be like, uh, you know, evading and outsmarting two guys at once. It's just going to look labored and slow and fake. That's just w- what he is now. So, also, very strange choice by commentary. MJF gets on there and he's like, Hoovy is the fastest and most agile luchador in the world. It's like, man, he's <laughs> like, you know, y- yeah, you can say he used to be, but you're going to set that expectation for people that he's fast and agile when he's yeah. in there with Chris Jericho. I don't know, man
1: um i don't know i thought this was bad but in a way that i really enjoyed it i thought it was fun um definitely they were not on the same page and definitely they it made jericho look worse than he has in in some time honestly he looked bad now maybe i just worked myself because i've really enjoyed these labors matches so far i'm like ah, i'm back into i'm into jericho again and uh this was it was not good but it was funny i really wish they would have finished with the walls from the top rope that was funny as fuck Um uh, i should
3: say the um the fly, the judas of the flying judas effect did look great that was awesome yeah definitely the highlight um yeah i mean you thought the sean spears match was like really <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong i am <laughs> this version of Chris jericho It's very funny. And uh, again, if he was, uh, you know, a luchador doing this uh, in Mexico in front of 800 people, I would think he's the absolute greatest. Uh, (laughs) I like the Spears match. (laughs) Mm. I did. Yeah. Jericho looks
1: rough, man. He does. I mean, he's bad. That's all. That's all. Now, speaking of commentary doing weird things. After this match, MJF does his whole spiel about Wardlow being the, the fourth labor, which I do agree is, is weird. And I kind of hate the idea that Wardlow is going to have to lose again. But MJF is like, oh, I'll be accompanying Wardlow to the ring. And JR immediately says, MJF's the referee and sells it as being the ref. But then the graphic later doesn't say MJF is the referee. So I don't think he is the referee. But Jim Ross said twice that he was like, what the fuck?
3: Yeah, he's not he's not the referee. No. I think JR just thinks what's what's Miro's catchphrase? Is it God's
2: Favorite f- champion? chosen champion? Favorite? favorite champion. Yeah, God's favorite champion. The Redeemer. There was a
3: moment. Okay. There was a moment, I think, during the ad break where <laughs> Miro is getting the heat on the dude and he yells into the camera, God's favorite champion. Uh and and Jim Ross goes, Oh, God's only champion. Is that what he means?
1: All right uh mike hit us with your delete pick of the week
2: just christian in general like christian on the show just was not good and especially for how things are starting to come together for all out he is currently after the night show ranked number one in the men's division he cut like an absolute bizarre promo backstage afterwards and then it is just like you're doing this build-up here, and if this was a build-up to a TV match, that makes sense. Like, if, it, if this was going to be a TV-Christian match here, and they have time. They have at least six episodes of television to get there. But I everything that's like put out by Christian right now, is there anything in how Christian has, one, wrestled, or two, has been portrayed that makes you feel like, hey, this feels like the right person to go do a pay-per-view main event with? Because I just like look at this and like this seems like perhaps like the worst possible option they could be doing with the uh, AEW men's world title here. And I just was it was abysmal like the Christian stuff this week just like made no sense to me whatsoever.
3: Yeah, I mean, I can't do a great defense of Christian if he's the all out match as has been suggested or rumored. That's a pretty big disappointment. I agree. I think he's a fine television challenger. I, I you know, that would be. They brought him in and were, like, immediately setting him up as, like, a dream Omega match. Um, so, you know, they, they did a little course correction. They got him on solid footing with the Jungle Boy thing. That's all great and wonderful. Uh, and then maybe you heat him up for a television challenge. That's totally a valid place for him to be, I think, given his history in the, in the business and everything. Um, but, yeah, that I mean, Meltzer said... Page is not on All Out and they're not doing the title match there. Some people have suggested this is because his babies do. Um, but to go from expecting that to be the match and even assuming that like CM Punk is somewhere on the show and he's, you know, going to send most of the Chicago people home happy, uh, I'm still, gonna, you know, if <laughs> they're in the building, I'm really fucking annoyed that Christian is in the world title match. <laughs> like, really? Christian? I guess I don't. You know, I, I I thought the Matt Hardy match was pretty good the other week. Here's the thing: Christian his his finishers stink. The spear stinks. The unprettier stinks. The spear, but he beat him with a spear here, and his spear just doesn't look like anything. It looks like a little stomach hug, push down. Terrible finish. <laughs> I, there's, uh, yes, finisher the out there. there's gotta down. be another finisher out there that he can use. I mean, he has been using these two bad finishers for like twenty yeah. years. I understand. Uh, they're still bad. I don't know. That's that's all I got. It
2: it, it looks like a eight year old learning how to play tackle football. Like there's no momentum. It's just like colliding and falling. Colliding and
1: falling. He just looks bad. It looks bad. Who has a who has a worse spear, Christian or Charlotte?
3: I cannot tell you the last time I saw a Charlotte spear. So, yeah, yeah <laughs> buddy,
2: you're you're barking up the wrong tree. There are bad. There I was just. I, I was, spear was bad. It was bad.
3: Most people have very yeah. bad spears. There's like, <laughs> I know a very
1: bad spear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. Mike no-sold that. I was talking about Drew, of course. <laughs> That's why I no-sold that. <laughs> well, yeah, many
3: more bad spears than good ones. Yeah, if you can't do it like Goldberg, <laughs> don't do it. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't have anything to add to that. Couldn't agree more. Everybody knows how I feel about Christian, so I don't want to pile on. Um, all right, I have um, an anticipatory delete, a uh, hmm. preliminary delete, and it kind of plays into that. It's like, whatever's going on with Adam Page, I, I really don't like. <laughs> um, because, I mean, they... Okay, the Elite thing, everything the Elite did on the show was good. I want to be very clear about that. All of their stuff was good. But whatever's happening, if the idea is that, well, his child is going to be born around this time, and so he's going to have to take time off, so he can't, you know, win the big title or whatever... Did they fucking just find that out? I mean, uh, generally, uh, a fetus gestates for about nine months. We're one month away from all out. They were clearly building to this match. I, I do not believe you if you tell me the shit from like the last couple of weeks before last week was building to what they're doing now. Nonsense. So they clearly have changed paths for some reason. If it has to do with CM Punk, that sucks. If it has to do with the kid thing, that sucks just because of bad planning, like, on on everybody's (laughs) part, to be clear. You also shouldn't have planned to have your fucking baby on on All Out. We all know how (laughs) how long it takes. Uh, So, I just don't like it. It's cool. Like, the story makes sense that he had to come up... He had to come to some reason why the Dark Order thing also didn't work for him, right? Like, he has to do this on his own. That's the only thing that makes sense. But he should have... He should have gone to all out and lost the match, and that's why he Ooh. he found that. I mean, that would have been crushing, I hate- right? I just feel like it should have been a bigger thing. The same way that he figured out that the elite wasn't going to work for him. So, I, I just think it's a cheap way to tell like a really important part of the story, and I'm just bummed about this this path that we're on now with with Hangman.
3: Well, I hate I hate the idea of him having the match at all and losing. I think that's. I think that's worse than postponing the match until he can win it. Um, but yeah, I will say if it is, if it is the case that he's not on the show because his, his children's child is being born, they need to get that story out there and launder that to people. <laughs> um, cause if there's the perception that they, I mean, there already is the perception that they're putting him, you know, on the bench because CM Punk is coming in. Uh, and I don't you know, there's nothing in the text of the show to make you dissuaded from that perception. So they need to do a little PR move and get out to your Roverts and your Joe Lance's that Adam Page is out on the show because he's having a baby. Uh and that's that's the only reason. Uh because <laughs> you know, CM Punk's gonna be fine in Chicago. But if he comes in playing the the rock role of the part-time worker who's coming in to take the spots away from the you know guys who are here and working hard every single week and our homegrown stars. And we're going to bring back this star from the past and put him over instead. Um, that, that kills him. And that uh, makes you, it lessens your affection for the company and the brand. It makes you go, mm, this is kind of just the same old shit, isn't it? So I think they did tread kind of carefully
1: on that point. What, what's even more annoying to me is that you know, what you're saying about they need to launder that story because they're still telling a story on TV that could conceivably end in Adam Page challenging Kenny Omega at All Out, which we're led to believe isn't happening. So, uh, you know, it's just one of those times where... I guess hearing things or whatever kind of fucks up. I don't know. You don't know what to expect, but if they're not delivering that at all out, they are continuing to sell a false bill of goods to the fans, which I think is a bad idea.
3: Yeah. It's, it's a hard modern wrestling question where you do have to account for what the fans are hearing and thinking, or else you're not doing your job of working the fans to get the desired reaction that you want. You're, you're just being lazy about it. And, uh, um, so I think you need to take that into account. Uh, and, you know, it's like a, it's kind of a perpetual wrestling problem. in how much do you make people wait until you give them what you want? How much do you tease them along to get more money out of them? How much do you, you know, have the, have the second act of the trilogy where there's the the downfall of the hero? Um, how long do you milk that for until you pay them off and give them the the happy baby face ending? Uh, it's very hard to say, but, you are, you know, they're inching closer to being in trouble on that point. Um, and I think they, I, I hope that they are more aware of that than they are about uh what they're putting on their AEW dark show. It,
2: it's
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, it's something where like each time you pull back the football, like using a, a peanuts analogy, If you are Tony Khan as Lucy pulling up the football each time Charlie Brown or the fans expect it's going to happen, you really are risking the chance that people just get divested in it. That they're just like, okay, yeah, it's just not going to happen. And when it happens, it just doesn't matter. So Nate, you were dead on about that. I just... It's something that I like a very kind of cleanly told story in a way. Like, sometimes I feel like that they make situations too cute by half, and it just turns into a problem of their own making here. And it's something that this has so overwhelmingly been a story of the promotion for the last few years has been, or since the inception was, can Hangman win the title? Is he good enough? And the way that they've like played out the story there, that it just seems like at a certain point, and, and I feel like this might be kind of where you're coming from here ab like outside of the whole situation with his unborn child and due dates and all this at a certain point like the most satisfying and the most exhilarating story is not the one that you constantly like throw curves at it and you're going down the path and you have to go another way it's not like doing switches and roundabouts it's telling the damn story and when they get a little bit too cute for half then you get the chance of like oh we think this is going to Really, be satisfying at the in the end, and, and then you're like, "Is it going to be?" And if they accomplish that, then yeah, sure, that's the right the the right way to do it, or that was a satisfying thing. But if it doesn't come off as anticipated, then maybe you pulled up that football one too many times.
3: Yeah, and I I gotta say it this wouldn't really be the first time they pulled the football with Paige either. Uh, you know that he was in the first title match, and the, I think people thought he might genuinely have a chance to win there and when aaron started talking about his delete and saying i'm getting tired about what they're doing with adam page uh and now he's doing a thing where it's like well now he's he's leaving the dark order he's not friends with them anymore it you know just took me back to oh they wasted months on this adam page thing where he was in the elite and then breaking up with the elite and then he really quit the elite but no, actually, they're they're still forcing him to be in the elite. Uh, but now he's really quitting the elite for good. Uh, now he's going to be friends with this other group, uh, and we were fucking tired of it. And we all want to like Adam Page. We we are all rooting for Adam Page to get elevated uh, and be a uh, you know a fresh new star in 2021, uh, and be like, oh my God, they can do it. They can still make stars in wrestling. Uh, we all want that to happen, and they have not made it as smooth as it. Should be because they keep getting in their own way with this. Will they or won't they? Will they or will he or won't he? Can he? Can't he? Uh, and now this is just one more thing that they're throwing in. They're like, you know, you got us back. It turned out the Dark Order and Adam Page thing did kind of work, uh, but now you're now you're again threatening that. And I just, you know, they gotta tread careful.
1: Listener delete is from Patrick Cosmos. Uh, he says delete. One thousand years in jail for the wordy sign guy on the hard cam. Insane signs from this person.
3: I only noticed the one. I think um, about Miro. I only, had what
1: about CM Punk? I sure. only
3: noticed the Miro one. You know, I, I, when they, they were, first started running AEW events, didn't they say no signs? Wasn't that a thing that they weren't? It was like we don't, don't, we don't want that. we don't want our our crowds to be full of signs, you know, obstructing people's view
2: yeah uh the, there might have been like hey we, i feel like we're catering towards the fan experience was like a big thing about yeah. that but don't think the only sign of that guys that i noticed was like he had like a wasn't like a really like depressed sign or like a sign about someone that was supposed to win and then it was like the exact opposite happened and then like he looked really crestfallen on camera
1: i think i it was saw like somebody a, talking about the discord but i don't remember what it was yeah
2: yeah 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 i didn't register that, i mean i just think signs at wrestling shows like it just makes a miserable viewing experience like I'm, at least he was putting them from what i could tell like over the barricade and not holding oh, it yeah. up the entire time yeah so, they were
1: just unreadable because they had like fucking paragraphs on them yeah
2: yeah yeah paragraphs using like the very fine tip sharpie yeah. like no one's gonna be able to see that on national television
3: yeah unnecessary yeah. i i'm I, I think i'm just totally against signs um you know, I'm I'm tired of seeing signs in my Twitter feed. Just, you know, not I'm over signs. Yeah. Wait, and like, <laughs> there's no clever. We sign. already
1: had enough signs. There were enough signs in the '90s. We can look at those forever. And, and then fat heads, like I just oh, I fucking hate the fat heads.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be an anyway. old man shaking fist here, but like trying to
1: keep it positive. We're, we're on, in guys. the I, section of the show. You're right. You're yeah. right. <laughs>
0: In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. Rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each Off again, that's arena club.com/slash VOW net, arena club.com/slash VOW net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of the Wrestling Podcast Network.
1: All right, well, let's uh run down the rest of the show. Of course, it started off with Chris Jericho versus Juventude Guerrero. I almost said Chris Jericho because of Juventude, you know, the different J sounds, very difficult. Uh, wins with the top rope judas effect we found out afterwards that Wardlow would be the fourth labor uh then we had the lucha bros and alex abrahantes with dasha uh pack isn't here because his travel got canceled andrade chavo and tablet guy come out chavo still wants lucha bros to work for them penta says no can't phoenix just translate for penta He's very fucking. There. He does apparently speak very he good does, English. He spoke
3: very good English for a long time. He's, cutting, <laughs> he's cut tremendous cutting. He's cut tremendous English babyface promos in AEW for I don't know five years now, um,
1: and also a sick fit for also for Phoenix. He's just he's very he doesn't cool.
3: actually have to translate on the fly because they can work out what he's going to say beforehand. This drives me fucking crazy.
1: <laughs> i love i enjoy that i'm sorry but i do uh the dark order is with tony shivani backstage tony says no more tag title match for you guys page comes in apparently just to grab his beer tries to leave they say uh they're not mad at him but he says he created these problems with the elite and he's going to need to do this on his own so he is uh ridding him or not ridding himself but parting with the dark order extricating himself
2: oh uh, yeah that's good Yeah, just I had to use a big word there. Uh, Did you notice, or was it just me that, like, for some reason, a lot of their backstage stuff does not sound very good? Oh, the sound was awful. Okay, cool. So it wasn't just me. I wasn't just having like a just a moment. All right. No, on this
1: one in particular, it was really bad. Okay, cool. Then we had the trio match with Darby, John Moxley, and Eddie Kingston defeating Daniel Garcia, Matt Lee, and Jeff Parker. Darby pinned Garcia with the coffin drop. Uh, then we got a hype video for Ricky Starks versus Brian Cage. They're just having Brian Cage cut promos uh, for some reason. But uh, still, you know, excited. This is going to be a fun match when they finally pull the trigger on it. Wait, wait, wait yeah, which but... match? Ricky Starks versus Brian Cage.
3: I oh, don't know. We just saw this match. And they've, only, ma- they've only made just both these acts less good since then. They've only made Brian Cage less over since they just did this match. So I'm, I'm trying to stay I'm, positive. I'm mate. not excited for it at all. I I've just totally I'm 180 on Brian cage now because uh, what they've done with him makes no fucking sense. He's a huge dumbass in real life. Um, and he has to demonstrate that to everyone online. Um, and also what <laughs> half of these team Taz promos, they never give this fucking angles or this story anytime. They did the one segment last week, but before that, it's like earlier on AEW. Earlier in the evening or hey here was taz recording a promo backstage and it's all on fucking fast forward so it, it just feels like they don't think it's important so i don't think it's important i, I i'm down on
1: it I want to be clear to everyone this is the television show that nate told us he really liked all of it <laughs> yeah well i also i
3: like i like getting uh righteously indignant about the dumb things they do so
1: uh, i like that too so i understand the elite were backstage. Uh, Machine Gun Carl Anderson is spinning a basketball on his finger, and they are counting up to the 2012 <laughs> time. Yeah, see this, 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 this <laughs> Carl Anderson <laughs> bit in and this whole
3: promo. You know, this this counts a hundred times more than that last shitty promo. This puts it. This is like, oh, I enjoy that so much. There's so much fun. Uh, you know, the Brian Cage thing is a little blip in the back of my mind compared to the pure endorphin rush that was this elite segment
1: uh yes it was ruled <laughs> gallows says the dark order are uh gonna be wrestling them for the impact titles next week Aaron, and then- you left out the, the important thing
2: doc gallows was wearing a bright gold rick Flair robe as the under over like his normal clothes just doing that just dr Dangley was out there tonight it was tremendous
1: hey hey hanger i guess we'll get to that later uh, the Bucks did this thing about, you know, there's nobody to wrestle them. Kenny says the same hangman blew it. And now the fans don't have a main event. Brandon Cutler cuts down the net of this basketball goal. that's there. See, that's interesting to me because does it, I mean, I think this is stupid, but doesn't it scream to you that they're going to do Kenny versus one of these big debuts as the all out match?
3: Well, Kenny was wearing a cookie monster shirt, which many people <laughs> took to be a uh, CM Punk reference. Um, you you omitted Brandon Cutler getting fired up to cut his own promo. And then they're just he wanted <laughs> them ch- just pushing him to the back. That was great. Love Brandon Cutler in this role. Um you also omitted Kenny after this very long shot, this very long promo by three other people, shoots and makes two shots on the hoop, uh with with no you know apparent cuts, which I was very impressed by uh because kenny not a natural basketball player as you may uh know from watching him dribble but made those both nothing but net in a high pressure situation so you know that's why he's uh why he's a top push talent
2: i i brandon cutler low-key not an elite pick but you know background player of the day here between this and what he does in the other segment
1: Uh, Christian versus the blade was up next Christian won with the spear as we discussed, then we got a pre-tape with Santana Ortiz and FTR building to another match uh, because FTR bald wants to get back at them for cash's injury. And I just want to congratulate these two teams and AEW on finally figuring out a build to a match between, between them. Very good. And
3: figuring out how to edit a dynamic promo war between (laughs) these two teams because the editing was actually like crisp.
2: They uh, made Bald I do a good promo. Bald had a good promo, but I was grossed out the entire time. Because they showed Cash Wheeler's injury. I'm glad Cash Wheeler is doing well. Did not need to see that. I like that. I'm am a little bit of a squeamish one. So, like, that. I, I had a Ugh. moment with that. But, like, the segment rocked outside of that.
1: Look, I mean, I know they're doing wrestling. Although Bald also did the dumb tweet about it. But it's like... This guy was not in danger of death. Can we can we be serious for a second? Maybe he's going to lose his arm or something, but wasn't going to die. That's all
3: not I don't, I don't maybe, like that. I feel that. like you might be able to die from that. I don't think maybe, so. Maybe not, maybe Baker, not in an immediate range of medical attention, but
1: yeah, he's right there. if you were,
3: you know, elsewhere.
1: Bald is like, I almost had to watch my best friend bleed out. It's like, no, you didn't. Yeah, it's, I know Doc Sampson is a fake doctor, but he's right there.
3: That's fine. He, he, he It helped him bring fire and passion to the to the promo, so I'm
1: fine with it. It did. Britt Baker is with Tony Schiavone. She points out that Jacksonville is where she won the title. Red Velvet reappears from the ether and uh, tells her that red is not her color. She wants to challenge her. Britt reminds her that she beat her in three minutes in Jacksonville the last time they wrestled, so she's uh, willing to take her on again. They both agree that they've changed. Uh, Britt wants to wrestle her in Pittsburgh. Rebel tries to attack Red Velvet, uh, and this leads to a fake-out that allows Britt to attack Red Velvet.
3: Red Velvet has maybe talked on Dynamite three times, came out here totally composed, full of poise, uh, looking like a star, talking like a star. Uh, It's like, oh, shit, uh, another good female talent we don't have time for.
2: I... It's something that, like, they started building this up on Dark, in a way, and Nate, I know that not, those, these are things you don't watch. Take a guess what her finisher is now, because they've changed it, like, four times. Uh, the Crossroads. The Play of the Day.
3: Is that the same as the Roll of the Dice?
2: And it's the same as the Overdrive, yes.
3: Yeah, that sounds about right. They gotta, we gotta get somebody in the lab to just develop new finishers for, for Red Velvet and Christian. <laughs> This time it's well, called
1: the last slice. <laughs> she has a cooking gimmick. Well, as uh, as Danny said in the YouTube chat, uh, he was talking about Christian, but I think this is true of other people too. They just need to study kenta tape so they can find some new finishers. He's provided lots of good finishers to people.
2: Red Velvet was using like her version of like the flying knee boot for a while. Like she had, she's she's gone through like four finishers here, and she. Someone was watching a Kenta tape and told her he'd do that move. So, Danny, you're absolutely right about that for Christian, but did not work for Velvet, I feel like. Or they should have went back to that instead of doing an overdrive, play of the day, roll the dice. Let
1: let me put a pin in this, but Britt, don't go back to these like just straight-up babyface promos. Like you Mm got to keep your edge. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to criticize yet, because this was one time, but I want to see her keep that edge.
3: You're right about that, but... Uh, I thought red velvet in a tough spot again, because Britt is like mostly a baby face. She like had the, had the verbal barbs and got good reactions for him. So I, I think it was a, a positive segment for her.
1: Yeah, you're right though. And I didn't think about that, but another weird thing where it's like, let's bring out a baby face to challenge. Yeah. Brit. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Uh, Adam page is with Tony and they did this whole thing where the elite interrupted, And Omega uh, went off on him and said they don't have losers in the elite, so he can't rejoin. Uh, Page slapped him. Everybody else attacked him. The Dark Order tried to come out, but then Evil Uno and Stu Grayson basically pushed them to the back. And that led to the Bucks hitting multiple BTE triggers on Page. The Elite Hunter, Frankie Kazarian, arose for the dead, uh, but the numbers were against him. And we end with Omega hitting Page with the title. That's not just it. He also we also had Michael
2: Nakazawa dunk the ball on Adam Page and Brandon Cutler get uh so happy because he got the cold spray on Kazuka. The flunkies are amazing. They're here. so great.
3: well What was really good about both of those, Cutler was like using the cold spray, not only to spray him, but was like fending him away with the cold spray like it was a sword or something, where he's like, No,
2: you can't go close to me. It was like a it was like a bug. It was like he's trying to spray a bug.
3: And then Nakazawa with the ball. Uh, you know, <laughs> had to get the perfect opportunity and took like three, three attempts too long to actually use the ball and then did it at like the perfectly wrong time. Very funny. Love those guys.
1: Then we had a uh, Dan Lambert pre-tape. He's back and says he's bringing backup next week for Lance Archer. So I guess any guesses on, uh, on Dan Lambert's backup? Got fired up for this. Uh, Paige Van Zandt.
3: Yeah, heard heard Tony okay, but... was at the Paige Van Zant fight. I kind of had her slated, maybe as a possibility for Brits heavy, if that's not Ruby Soho. Um, she
1: can't fight Lance Archer.
3: Who's? Uh, oh, maybe it's Kane. Because <laughs> Kane is back? In, Kane <laughs> is back in AAA now.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, Mayor Glenn Jacobs. No, the good no, Kane. Kane. The
3: good Kane. Yeah, not not <laughs> uh, not the worst he... major league professional wrestler of all time, Glenn Jacobs.
2: <laughs> uh, here's the the thing, though. Uh, Cain Velasquez is AKA. That's San Jose.
3: Oh, in terms and of his fight ATT, camp? Yeah. Yeah, but it, 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 you know, I don't think AKA probably doesn't have a, a ready made wrestling promo guy already working in AEW.
2: No, no, you're entirely right about that. Uh, King Mo. I mean, remember when King that Mo would, was supposed to be a big thing in wrestling?
3: Um, in terms of, did I hear the name King Mo a lot? I do remember that. I do not remember when I ever actually saw him or had reason to believe that anyone believed him to be big outside of like whatever people were listening to
2: whatever podcast. Uh Danny has a good point in the YouTube chat. Kurt Engel in Pittsburgh. Oh.
1: Oh. Uh, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> no. He I mean he doesn't if it's like a one one time thing.
3: Yeah, it, it it would be weird, like Putting him with Dan Lambert, that would kind of like Kurt Angle needs somebody to talk to him. But I guess, I guess if you're the the story is that it's building off the Lance Archer thing. Okay.
1: Yeah, that'd be fine. Get a good reaction. Um, Oh, for sure, for sure. I went to the American Top Team website, and I just really can't find anybody that uh, is interesting. So, well, I mean, he's too busy.
2: Dan Lambert's too busy bringing the mm-hmm. U back to build a website. Like that's we need true. to make sure each time Dan Lambert appears in AEW programming, we have to make sure at least once we mentioned that he's the man who is bringing the U back by paying everyone $6,000. Just tweet about Amer- American top team. I think like once a month, like that's it. Dan
3: Lambert was like, it. Hey, you know, wrestling is in good hands. Wrestling is back. Now we need to bring the U back.
1: Is it just going to be uh Jorge Masvidal? Could, yeah could be yeah yeah he was at the he was at aw
2: the one time yeah. right he's been at aw a lot like whenever dan lambert has been there he's brought hory mouse with all uh amanda nunez wasn't amanda nunez in the crowd in miami maybe maybe no but uh, amanda nunez i can't imagine ufc being okay with that though at this point
1: uh we had the tnt title match with miro defeating lee johnson with the game over. And then Christian did his weird promo. Uh, He sang the Golden Girls theme. He said he's not going to be helping Layla because she already has friends, best friends. And then points out that he's happy to be the number one contender. He's here to win titles. He's better than good. He's elite. Then we got the, for whatever reason, uh, the NWA Women's Title Eliminator uh, with Layla Hirsch versus The Bunny and Layla won with the Cross Arm Breaker so apparently
2: Serena Deeb is injured again or she's having another surgery. Like they were mentioning that on commentary, like that she has like another knee thing. So like, that's why I guess the bunny was put in here. Yeah. Or,
3: um, but it was Jr. Who said that. So I'm like, well, he might just be fucking wrong.
2: (laughs) No, no, that, that is entirely. (laughs) He might might just be talking about the
3: last surgery or whatever. So I was kind of like, yeah, "Hmm, I can't fucking trust what this guy says. So who knows?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh this match, though, uh, yeah.
1: It definitely happened. Uh, Jade Cargill had a pre-tape with Smart Mark Sterling. He said she hold, hasn't hold, been wrestling. On. You,
2: you, you forgot to bring up that Camille Brickhouse got into the ring. I didn't afterwards. forget. I just didn't care. Maybe
0: okay, that's she's, fair. She's that's big. Fair. She is big. Statuesque.
1: Uh, Smart Mark says that Jade has not been wrestling because they've been building the hashtag Jade brand. But now they're back, and she's going to be wrestling on Elevation on Monday.
3: Smart Mark Sterling really understands his character
1: like few people in wrestling
3: do. He's like, I'm going to bring the exact energy of a uh, attorney who pays for local radio ads and billboards to this energy, to this promo. And he did. He, he just, he's got it.
1: Then we had the main event with Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black. Black won with uh, a spin kick. I don't know if they said what he's calling it now um no they didn't say so i don't know what it's called uh yeah and after the match there was the thing that everybody talked about earlier my criticism of this is well first of all that it was corny but second of all that cody malachi black had already made cody take two bumps that were more brutal than this i mean like you have to keep escalating if he's going to attack him again i just didn't like that the spin kick looked way more brutal than hitting him with the fucking little tiny crutch so i just he got him on sucked. the bridge and the that's nose fine.
2: he got him on the bridge and those with the uh, spin kick he was bleeding
1: yeah it's good that's good i like blood Yo, sick. in wrestling yeah. so i just if he's gonna attack him again after he's gotta fucking just kill him i mean he has Cody <laughs> has to die in the ring because he's I, like i've knocked him out so much that he could just stand on him with fucking one foot and then Cody just uh, stops hobbling, just walks around the ring, and then he just hits him with a little crutch. Who gives a fuck?
3: Come on, he was still hobbling. You could see his upper body moving weird when he was promoing.
1: That's just that's just Cody,
3: I think. Yeah, I mean that's that's, a, <laughs> that's fine. I didn't, you know, I was just more amused that they cut off Cody's, you know, heartfelt girl dad emotional core of the company pr- promo here. That was that. That's all you needed. I didn't care what it actually was.
2: I, I mean, the one thing that I think could have been like the idea thing is, yeah, at least from when I watch NXT, I don't know if you can you doing this afterwards, this was just like an affectation there, where uh, where Tommy End would do like the, the pick with his foot and leading that up to the black mass. That would have been the way, like, like have him with like him the crutch, and then while he's practically out on his feet, you do it again. That's how I would have gone off air. And that would have felt a little bit more justified, because, like, all right, he's already he's already knocked out. Like, like you're beating up someone who's unconscious.
1: So, well, that was dynamite for this week. If you enjoy our show, the best way to support us is to go to patreon.com/slash everything elite. And the Patreon is uh, getting revamped. It is revamped currently, as the calendar has turned to August. And the idea basically is we're gonna be. I don't know, more. I guess there's going to be more AEW coverage on the Patreon. So if you're a real AEW head, this is the place to be because you're going to get coverage of Dynamite, of course. We do a preview on Wednesday mornings that Mike and I do. We cover all the vlogs. Nate does that on the uh, light show that we put out on Wednesdays. At, at least Mike one I... of the
3: vlogs. We cover at least one of the vlogs.
1: Exactly. Mike and I cover Dark and Elevation at some length, sometimes at more length than others. Road 2. We cover Road 2, and we're going to be having a dedicated show for Rampage that will come out on the weekends after the late Friday night show. Uh, so it's we cover everything, literally everything Elite. Uh, also, we do some bonus content. This week, we put out a retrospective of All In with our good friends Kara and oat i think it was uh quite a bit of fun so i hope you'll check it out you just sign up at patreon.com slash everything elite we got three tiers you also get the live uh dynamite or these this show that we're doing right now you can get it live if you're on the eight dollar tier we do pay-per-view instant reactions uh we do it all and there's a discord that's a lot of fun so uh come join us patreon.com slash everything elite next week on dynamite they're going to be in pittsburgh we're going to have chris jericho versus wardlow uh the fourth labor we're going to have nyla rose versus chris statlander and for the impact tag titles we have the good brothers versus evil uno and Stu grace let's go match do you think yeah, they, yeah. i thought they were building to Britt versus nyla do you think chris can just win this and we can just go to Britt versus chris instead for all out didn't we just do Britt versus no, I don't think they're doing that again.
2: No, no, they're not doing that again. I think this actually is the build, to Chris.
1: Did they just do Britt versus? Yeah, then? burgers.
2: Yeah,
3: Vicky.
1: Yeah, that was. You mean the tag match? No, this no, was the that was like two weeks ago. Match.
2: A- 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 oh, Aaron, fuck. do you smell toaster right now?
1: Yeah. I'm always, oh, you guys are right. Twelve <laughs> minutes in Garland, Texas. Yeah. Don't remember well, I- that happening at all. We, was it good or, or what
3: well, no n- n- well, uh, no 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 <laughs> nah. we didn't we did talk about it being the title feud for i don't know f- yeah five or six weeks
1: i remember that i just don't remember the actual match happening man <laughs> yeah it happened huh well good for them i'm glad uh they were able to, to do that match good for nyla getting another title shot Uh, Good for Britt for defending her title. Happy for her. So, uh, all right. So we think Britt versus Chris for for All Out?
3: It seems like Chris should be, you know, the first real threat to Britt. Yeah. I don't know if All Out is where, uh, yeah, I wouldn't think that she'd win it at All Out, but yeah, they should start getting her on that level, probably.
1: Okay. Uh, And then, of course, next week, also, uh, Rampage will debut. So that'll be interesting. And that will be our first show, uh, Breaking Down Rampage. But we don't have a name for it yet. Nate, did you come up with a name? I know you were, you were going to no, think about
3: No, I got it. a theme song. Um, I do recall saying that there might be some thinking about it. I, I don't think I did any thinking.
1: I, I had this thought today. I figured, you know, light is obviously an antonym of dark. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was kind of the idea with, with Yeah, light. I
3: did. I, also, <laughs> I did. Have- also it was
1: supposed to be a short show.
3: Yeah, so. I did ask if we could, if we had a good antonym for Rampage. And I think Mike said, Placidity.
1: Well,
3: yes, Placidity. <laughs> do you remember
1: that, Aaron? I, I, I do kind of remember that. <laughs> uh, I looked up antonyms for Rampage, and there's really not good ones that would you could name a show.
3: Yeah. Really. It's tough. I mean,
1: Placidity. <laughs> I don't know about Placidity, Mike. I'm going to be honest with you. It doesn't really roll off the tongue. Well, well, that um, sounds like your problem, not the <laughs> show's name. <laughs> yeah, there's just, uh, there's not really good so listen, okay, the proposal, a good one. So listen. Okay, here's a proposal. Here's a
3: proposal. Of course, Rampage, series of video games later made into a, right. a a movie by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The the Rampage title that I played the most was Rampage World Tour.
2: So yes, maybe N64. So maybe we
3: do. AW World Tour, and we just take the graphics from WCW versus NWO World Tour, and that's that's okay. our cover art.
1: All right, I, I can get down with it. That's a,
2: that's an uh, idea,
1: Aaron. All
2: right, your thoughts. I was
1: having I was having some internet issues, and so there was some like uh, <laughs> buffering, and so I wasn't really sure when Nate was done talking, but I did hear everything. So your thoughts? Sounds great. (laughs) Okay. World Tour is the name of the show. That's your idea? See, now,
3: it sounds like you don't think it's so great when you phrase it like that. (laughs) Uh, We can use that Jay-Z song. No, I've already got the song. The song is Weekender Girl. World Tour, do you want more? Cooking raw with my Brooklyn boys. With the
1: Brooklyn boys, yeah. It's
3: one last time. It's encore. That's encore.
1: Hover, hover. Yeah. Yeah.
3: No, we, we got. The I've song. sung a lot
1: tonight. I, I, I think we're good. That okay, was more so of a chant. I'll chanted just it there.
3: I'll yeah, just, that, that's,
1: uh, that is fair. I'll just shut the fuck up. How about that? All right. Okay, well, I think that's the show for this week. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter at everything aew. I'm at Aaron Like The Car. Nate is at Epitasis. Mike is at Fuji. Hey, uh, Subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five star rating and review on the Apple Podcast app. If you want to support the show, you go to manscaped.com. And use the promo code This Is for 20% off and free shipping. Uh, and go to patreon.com slash everythingelite and subscribe. For Mike, for Nate, I'm Aaron. We'll see you next week.
2: All right, we're good. Uh, Andrew, or yeah, Andrew had a name. Temperance temperance hmm yeah